On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with best-selling author Jeff Hayden about why it's important to find time for fun. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hosman. Joining me today is becoming a regular. He's he's my buddy, Jeff Hayden, and uh, best-selling author, ghostwriter, um, one of the top writers for LinkedIn and Inc.com. Jeff, thank you very much for joining me. You are welcome. Always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Well, hey, I know we had some conversations offline. You and I have talked about goals and um, you know a lot, and I'm a big believer in goals. I think you are too. But one question I've I've had for you is like, but what about the things that you're just plain passionate about? How does that fit into your life plans? Ooh, wow. <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs> um, well, you know, passion's a funny subject because I think passion is both overrated and underrated. Okay. Um, it's overrated because I think people think that they have to discover whatever their passion is before they can even begin to do something. Mm. So you end up with this you know, malaise of sitting on your couch and waiting for inspiration to strike. And it never really does. Um, I think oftentimes if you just start something, you, there's this cool feedback loop, which we've probably talked about before where you get a little better and you enjoy it. That motivates you. You keep trying, you get better. And then as you get deeper into something, you realize that there are all these really cool aspects to it that you didn't know and that you enjoy. And then suddenly you turn around one day and you realize that, wow, I really like, you know, I don't know, hydroponics, um, even though you would never have guessed that that would be possible. So that's the, that's the overrated side. The underrated side is I think oftentimes we, we find something that we enjoy, but because we're busy handling our professional life, we forget that there's this thing that we really like to do because we're so busy working on whatever it is that we actually do. Um, and so, the day that that kind of hit home for me last summer, I was talking to Casey Kane. He's a NASCAR driver, and he owns a dirt track racing team. He only drives once in a while for it. It's not a money-making proposition. It's If he breaks even, he's happy. You know, and I said, you know, being a, a red-blooded capitalist, I said, you know, why are you doing it? <laughs> why, why do you go into anything to break even? You know, that's against the, you know, entrepreneurs do this when they hear that. And so um, he said, because it gives me something to look forward to all the time. You know, on Friday nights, my guys race. I love to see how we're going to do. On Mondays, we talk about the race. I love planning for the next one. He says, so I got my own career, you know, where I'm going to tracks and I'm, I'm running my schedule and I have all that to look forward to, but I have all this to look forward to as well. Mm. And I thought, you know, if I look at my own schedule, how many things during the week am I actually looking forward to professionally? Mm. And, and the bad answer was eh, not very many. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, well, I can at least start by saying, okay, what do I enjoy about what I do? Mm-hmm. How can I make that dovetail with business goals? And how can I, can I do both? And so one example is I really like talking to really successful people. I enjoy that. It's fun. I always learn something. I always walk away. And it doesn't have to be these you know, they're not rocket science things. Mm-hmm. They're these little things that you can go, wow, I can do that. Yeah, right. Or I can do that tomorrow. It doesn't matter what their field is. There are principles behind success that tend to be universal. Mm-hmm. And so I always enjoy those and I always look forward to it. If I've got, 
you know, we talked one other time, Kirk Hammond of Metallica. Mm -hmm. He's on my schedule. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've talked to really cool people over the year, and I worked hard at kind of building that. And it's really fun. And I've learned a lot. And it helps me professionally because I get articles out of it. It helps me professionally because some of them will appear in my book that comes out next year. Mm -hmm. And so it all dovetails really nicely, but it lets me do something that I really enjoy. And so I guess to bring this full circle, I think regardless of your profession, you owe it to yourself to take a step back and say, okay, but what things do I really like? And maybe it's within your profession. Maybe it's not within your profession, but you can find a way to bring some of that in. And so that's, I think many people are missing that and work would be a lot more fun and a lot less work if you actively tried to find things to look forward to in your professional life. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think sometimes it, it kind of lost in this or kind of to your point, I guess, is being an entrepreneur is hard. And so yeah. – uh, being in sales is hard. Be, you know, being, you know, whatever is hard. And so having those things that keep you going in those moments that it's the grind, it helps kind of go, okay, I just got Tuesday night, I've got tennis, whatever, right? <laughs> like, and so sometimes it helps you through those kind of lulls in the thing. And I think what's funny is that I think people, there's this paradigm that if I'm going to be super successful, the things I have to do or the things I do have to be really hard because otherwise how are you going to succeed? You've got to be really to the grindstones. You've got to be grinding, which I'm a big fan of grinding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This got to be painful grinding. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with a lot of the people I talked to, and it turned out really well professionally as well. And so I had all these little successes that were actually kind of easy yeah. because it's fun. Yeah. And it, does, it doesn't have to be – Mm, you know, you don't have to go home thinking, okay, if, it, if today didn't hurt, I wasn't successful. You don't have to do that. And so that took me a little bit to get over too, though, because I was, you know, raised to think that your nose needed to stay firmly on the grindstone or else you weren't accomplishing anything. So. You know, it, it's funny because I think your experience with uh, talking to some of these ultra successful people is very similar to how I feel when I get to interview people like you for this show. It's a grind to do one of these every week. But man, I always feel energized. I look forward to the conversation and I, 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 I always end up feeling like I'm smarter at the end of it than when I started. And so it's both, right? It's something you look forward to and, and, and it can, you know, it's part of the growing you. And I think what people miss sometimes is that these ultra successful people, we use Richard Branson as an example. I talked to him earlier this year, hung out with him a little bit. Um, you know, he's got his thing where he does all these adventures. And they were always seen as publicity stunts to help Branson or Virgin get on the map because they didn't really have a lot of marketing money. And he said, you know, everybody says that and it's true, but I really saw it that I was using the fact that I was starting a business to fuel me doing these adventure things. And it just so happens that that also fed back around to getting me publicity for Virgin. So it was completely opposite yeah. of whatever thinks, which is, okay, you're just out there doing these stunts because you want to get attention. Well, he's doing the stunts because he likes them, and it gets him attention. Yeah. And so I, I think you can flip things around sometimes and say, wait a minute, how can I make this more fun yeah. for me? And, and if nothing else, you will work harder because it's fun. Yeah, no, that's – You know, like if you were talking to proctologists every week <laughs> – I don't think you'd be quite as energized. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think you have a point, my friend. Uh, so, wouldn't be interrupted, I don't think. Yeah. So it's 2017. I was. This is one that I was kind of curious about. Is what are some goals or things that you're excited about this year? What are some things that you're kind of pumped that you want to put on the schedule? Yeah, you're. I think this um, Well, the reason I do is because there is this assumption that every year you've got to have all these things, right. or else something wrong with you and and to be completely candid i have not yet figured out mm. what this year's big thing is mm. because i'm still enjoying last year's stuff yeah. <laughs> you know i'm yeah. i'm still having fun with those kinds of things and i want to i want to continue that and I'm, I'm kind of branching it out a little bit um and so i don't really have my you know what is my, what is it, the big, hairy, audacious goal, whatever it is from um, Jim Collins. I don't really have that one yet, and I've decided that that's okay. Oh, for, a yeah. little while I, for a little while, I felt bad, and then I decided, well, wait a minute, though, because I'm really happy with a lot of the things that I'm doing, and I have a plan for how to make those work, so do I have to have something mm-hmm. brand new? So um, I know that didn't answer your question, but, but I think that's okay sometimes to as long as you're not being complacent and settled and not trying, you know, that's a whole other issue. But as long as you're feeling energized and like things are taking you somewhere, sometimes it's okay to not have the monster kind of a goal. Oh, I, I actually I'm I think it was exactly the answer I wanted to hear because I one because seriously, I think sometimes and, and I'm guilty of this, right? Is that I'm thinking, okay, I gotta conquer this next mountain and we don't take the opportunity to go, hey, what I'm doing right now the the thing I have chosen to suffer through right now, enjoy, suffer through, it's making me happy. Well, that's the right. goal, right? I mean, so, I mean, no, I've got to go do something else, even though what I'm doing is fulfilling me. So I actually think it's a great answer. So, um, yeah, I, to, um, I talked to Lance Armstrong last year, you know, half of your audience just recoiled in horror and, and half of them did not. Um, but he has this phrase he calls the solitude of suffering mm-hmm. and where it's like, he likes to suffer. Now, clearly, he suffered in different ways and chose to there for a while. But that whole idea of, you know, I'm going to go. This is going to be hard, but I'm willing to do it, and I get something out of it at the other end. That suffering, I think, doesn't get the credit that it sometimes should be due. Um, but if you're doing things to tie this all back together again, if you're finding more things to look forward to and have fun with, then the grind isn't so – it isn't a suffer fest. It's – you know, my grind is my routine that gets me to where I want to be, and a lot of it I'm actually enjoying. And there is nothing wrong with having fun with what you do for a living. For sure, for sure. Actually, uh, there's a great book um, that I just listened to, and it, it, the, the the title is Colorful. So if you're listening to chil- with children right now, you know, you may want to – but it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a <laughs> – right. yeah, you can finish the sentence – and he actually spent some time on this. He talks about the the most successful people pick the thing that they don't mind suffering through. Like and and, and so I think it kind of ties together with that. And it was one of the takeaways from that book that I was like, oh, that's actually right. right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, an that's an interesting premise because there are there are two schools of thought on that. I think there are with everything. Mm-hmm. There's the let me focus on what I do well and enjoy and let me maximize that. But then there always are a few things that you don't do well that are actually inhibiting your success. And whether you enjoy them or not, there are some of those things you have to get better at. Mm-hmm. You know, And so the key is to be able to figure out 
which ones don't matter and which ones do. And it's easy to default to, well, that doesn't matter because I don't want to do it, <laughs> you know. But you can go too far the other way and say, wow, I'm not very good at this, so I better learn to do it when it doesn't help you at all. So I don't know. With this, it's, I've gone all philosophical on you. Sorry. No, um, it's, it's really good. I helped guide you. It's a hard – all of those things are hard decisions to make. And the only person that can make them is you. Mm -hmm. um, you can give advice and guidance from other people and stuff. But ultimately, you got to sit there and look in the mirror and say, okay, I don't like to do that. But, man, if I was better at that, what would that do for me? Right. You know, And in a sales and marketing point of view, you know, if you're not very good at, I don't know, small talk or casual conversations or, or putting your foot in a door that might get shut on you or handling rejection – well, you better get better at it because there is no way around that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily have to be great at right. as well. So, Well, that's cool, man. I, Jeff, I so always appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and I'm anxious to talk about what's, what's your big deal? What's yours this year? Other than grinding through, what do you have? Uh, I want to, I, I actually, and I think I've told you this before, I, I as I looked over here, I, my goals are always sitting right over here. Um, so uh, I want to double the size of our business, which is a pretty big one. Uh, right. I, I want to run a half marathon and I want to, um, read, Sports. yeah, read 40 books. So that, those are, those, those are pretty big. Can you read while you run? Oh. I can, yeah, because I can listen. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, that's where I, I get a lot of my, my reading done is, is through in road trips and listening. So I use that time in that way. So those are, those are, those are my biggies. So what do you think? Is that okay? Uh, they work for me. It, it reminded me of, I know you're trying to wrap up, but I no, love to be long-winded. Uh, it reminded me of, I talked to, there's, there's an actress, Catherine Winnick. She's on the show Vikings, which okay. you probably, I don't know if you've seen or not. Um, she's, she's the, 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 the feminist icon, basically, okay. on the show. Uh, she's like the badass on the show, I guess. And I was talking to her, and she does this thing where she has friends over, and she says, you know, I have people over, and it's social, and it's fun, but, I, you know, I wanted to get something out of it. So she had a – she called it a vision board party. So everybody showed up, and they all had to kind of say, what do I want to do this year? And what do I want to do in five years and ten years? What You know, if I'm dreaming, what would I like to accomplish and do? And so they had to all kind of do theirs and then share them and talk about them. And so it sort of forced you to have something because nobody, nobody wants to not have anything. <laughs> and then it also created this cool little social, hey, I can help you with that, or I'll nudge you if you want me to, or, or if nothing else, just the peer pressure of you just told me you want to run a half marathon, and you can guarantee that I will ask you later in the year how that's going. You know that's going to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> and maybe that's part of why you said it. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and my wife actually just did one the other night with a few of her friends, and it it, it went really well. So it's a it's a cool idea for people that are wanting to decide what their goals are and maybe get some social support. And, and if nothing else, it's a lot better than playing Twister or something like at our age. <laughs> that wouldn't go very well. Well, it's funny you say that um, th because I actually posted a blog with my goals um, and it was a, like it, I generally tend to know that it's the right thing to do if it scares me a little bit because it made me a little bit uncomfortable to put it out there, but I'm like, okay, that means it's probably the right thing to do. And so I actually had people come up to me at a recent conference and they're like, I can't believe you had the guts to put that out there. I was like, well, <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. 
What's funny about that, that there's, and I don't, I don't have the research in, in hand right now, but it's funny about when you tell people what your goal is, how you phrase it will impact your success. Hmm. So if you say, I'm going to get this wrong, but if you say, I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail this year. Okay. If you do it that way, and if people talk to you, and it's exciting, and you can almost see yourself on the trail, and you got all this stuff, there's a psychological component of it that almost makes you feel like you've partly done it, I've heard and that. makes you less motivated. Mm. And so, the research, the, the basic, the gist of the research was silence is actually, in some cases, a better way of achieving your goal because you haven't kind of gotten the gratification from the public recognition of your goal. Um, and so, what they recommended was you say, "Hey, I want to do this this year." So here's what I'm going to do to get there. Now you've got a whole different deal because you're saying, okay, I, like for you, you know, if it's, you know, in week three, I'm going to do four or five mile runs. Well, that's a practical thing. Mm-hmm. And I can come to you and say, hey, I had, that, I had that running go. And you're not really getting any real, real psychological bonus out of the fact that you're saying, hey, I got to do this hard thing. Um, so it's an interesting, I don't know, that's kind of interesting too. I, I tend to do better if I don't, go out and say, here's what I'm going to do. But then sometimes I've done that and that's been the thing that caused me to get through. So yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I am a bag of today. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it every time we do this and uh, we'll do it again. Okay. So you are on my list of fun people to talk to that I look forward to. So. Thanks. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, that wraps up another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for watching, but wait, can you do me a favor? Please subscribe to my channel. If you haven't done it already, the way to do it's right over here. And hey, if you want to watch the last episode, check that out over here. Again, before you leave, subscribe.